What's up, baby? Welcome to Refrag, and I'm Drew Face, and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host, Scooter. Um, right. Yeah, man. There's been a lot going on this week. We've got right. uh, some big things to talk about. For sure. Like, some things we got to talk about. Is there's a, a lot of cheating happening in esports lately. Like, a lot. Like, it turn, turns out Okuma is cheating, especially from what Navi's found. And on top of that, who admitted to a lot of, a lot of Adderall use during his 2020 COD run? And that's... Uh, it's a little dangerous because Adderall is a easily, easily obtainable and prescribed drug. So how do you feel about that, Scooter? Well, we saw it a couple of years, or sorry, not even a couple of years ago. It's been a while now, but we saw it in the CSGO scene where Cloud9 Samphis at the time had come out and said, hey, all my team is using it. And we're seeing it again. We're seeing people using Adderall as a competitive advantage and... You know, back in the CSGO days, it was a slap on the wrist and they, they imposed some rules saying, you know, we are going to drug test you at major events. We're going to make sure you're not on anything. And uh, I don't know, this COD situation, do, do you think the punishment is right? Like, do you, do you think there needs to be more serious? Because obviously, if somebody cheats in a game, like an actual like uh, software cheat, they're banned for life usually. Yeah. Do you think drug abuse is... Do you think the the penalty isn't as tough as it should be? Well, I think in sports, I think it should follow something like sports, where like if you if you break it three times, then yeah, you should be banned for life after after amount of strikes because, uh, like one, you you want to protect the safety and the minds and the physical health of all these players, right? Because like abusing drugs can lead to a very 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 dangerous past, as uh, as history has shown it. Uh, the problem is, is the Adderall, well, you, you, everybody can get it prescribed to you. Like a doctor can just write it uh, to you and, and you can pay off doctors to do it too. And that's, that's the dirty part about it. Like we've seen a lot of like teams hire doctors and sometimes they don't tell you, but they'll just write us like those doctors will get paid to write a subscription for Adderall to give to their players just to boost during a major. And, and it, it's hard, man. I, I, I think the punishment should be, it should follow similar to sports where like if you abuse it enough times it, it should be super severe but it's something physical it's not like you're you're breaking a game engine you're you're, you're harming yourself right so it, it, i think it uh it, it's a bit different it's a bit different from like cheating in game using a hack in game as opposed to using a hack in life but you can argue that's different uh, it's the same as well you can argue you can really argue that's the yeah. same but I, I don't think so because one is actually, it will, this is permanent effects on you, right? When you take Adderall, like uh, you can start shaking, you can start getting more anxious, more impatient. And that's that's something that, that can be permanent. It's one of the side effects. You can get more uh, restlessness, you can get more tired. Like it, 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 it's a really bad drug to abuse. Uh, but whereas like if you hack like CSGO, yeah, you get banned from ESL for life, but I'm pretty sure like no one's, sure there might be some mental like, like maybe mental health issues maybe you get like shot on by a twitter troll but that's better than like you know physically permanently physically damaged so yeah and segueing to another form of cheating yeah so do you think that like how do you feel about the cheating situation so obviously there's a lot of talk in the csgo scene currently about the the uh navi player yeah, the and, Akuma Navi situation. Yeah, and 
do you how do you feel about like the ban lengths? Let's say he does get banned. Do you, do you think that's even right? That do you think Valve and you know like ESCA and all that have those bans correct? As even Brax is a key example. No, I, I, I don't think that. So basically, I always believe that everyone deserves a chance at redemption. Uh, that's why I believe in like the three strike rule. The three because like when you do things more than two times, that's a habit. That means you're, it's it's hard to change. Habits are hard to change, and that means you're habitually doing it. Because if you can do it two, two or three times, uh, that means you you're definitely doing it way more than two or three times. You're just showing me that you can do th- like you've been exposed to do it two or three times. So I I do think the in the case of the Brack situation. That was terrible. That was absolutely asinine. I don't know what Valve was, what Valve was doing, but they ruined. They basically ruined someone. They they ruined a kid's life. They ruined a kid's uh, future in esports. And yeah, he's he's fine now. He, he's like twenty three, fine now. But even like the the mental health, uh, the mental health implications there, like it could have been severe, very severe. This guy was just he was just sixteen. Like he, he just he just wanted cool skins, you know. At the core of it, he wanted cool skins. Yeah, he had to throw a match to do it. But and, and yeah, that's not a good thing to do. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying the punishment was was too severe. Especially considering that they banned a French team as well for cheating, and those guys got unbanned six months later nope. for doing something way more severe. Uh, I forgot what the French team is now, but I like, think it was that, uh it was um Epson. Epsilon? Yeah. Epsilon, yeah. Epsilon Esports, that's the one. Um yeah, like, a lifetime ban steel steel was in his mid-20s and when he was done he's older than me now right he had when he was done it was like when the ban was done no there was no the ban is still there yeah, the ban is still it still exists when, yeah when valorant when he finally had a chance to play another game similar to counter-strike and it was valorant he was like 32 33 like and that that sucks because he was like like around my age like 25 26 27 playing counter-strike perfect i i just I just thought like maybe like two years that's okay you know two years is fine uh and i I, like you didn't have to make an example that severe you could have just been like three-year ban yeah i think i think rainbow six has it perfect and you know i'm very new to the rainbow six scene uh Mm -hmm. just very you know since parabellum picked up their own team but i love how they do it you know if somebody gets caught for cheating especially if it's a one-time offense it's like a year ban if they make yeah. a public apology, they can come back a little sooner. And it's like, that's perfect. You know what? Somebody fucked up. Cheating is a big thing. Yeah. And just, you, just offer a chance of redemption. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't just outright write this person off. People can change. If they want to, if they want to change, people will change. Right. And when you're 17 and you want to play video games for a living, like you're brats, like, you will change. You'll be like, oh my God, I didn't realize how, like, I didn't realize I ruined the competitive integrity for the future of the eSport, right? Like, you will say, how the, f- we're, when we were young, we were stupid too. We were short-sighted too when we were younger. So it's like, people I, change. I also don't think Valve took into account that back back when Power did throw the match and end up catching that ban, they weren't getting paid. There was no money in eSports. Yeah. It, it was so early on that they were they didn't have a salary they may have had sponsor money and the occasional like winnings but they didn't have a salary and that ban is still existing the reason they did it is because they were all broke they were all like our age yeah, and they broke. needed money they wanted to play this game full time but they couldn't afford it they threw yeah. 
and I get it. I get it's still a shitty thing to do, but also now look at CS. There's people on teams that are getting like 20 grand a month. Yeah. God, Simple's probably making enough to... He could work one year in CS and be good for the rest of his life. The, the CSGO community, it's only as big as it is because of the grassroots organizers like really hustling, eating shit for so long. And then like all these third parties helping helping to grow like CSGO. And Valve just super hands off, don't care. And the best part is Valve has, Valve has the ability to take it all away. ESCA, they can take it all away. Face it, they can take it all away. Blast, like, blast it, like, fuck, majors, ESL, all these things, they can take it all away. They can. They just don't want to do it because the neg- like, I feel, I'm not saying this is true. And they have to work. Yeah, the negative PR that they would get from ruining, like, all these, like, hard, like, these grassroots organizations who become premier esports brands, businesses, like the the PR they would get would be insane. Like it would truly show that they're one of the most desensitized, un unsympathetic companies in the world when it comes to their communities, and they don't want to do that, right? But at the same time, they don't care about Counter Strike. They literally don't care about Counter Strike. Yeah. You play Counter Strike right now, ESCA, face it, those guys care about you. You know they care about you because, well. You're you're the main reason why their business runs. Unless they're but, mining Bitcoin off your computer. Yeah. Yeah, and they're mining Bitcoin off your computer. But they also care about the game. They truly love Counter-Strike at the end of the day. Valve does not like Counter-Strike. I can say that with a full, like, straight face. Valve does not like Counter-Strike. Nor do they like Half-Life. But they don't, but yeah, or Left 4 like, Dead. Half-Life is dead. I'm sorry, kids. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's just... It's pathetic. Like it's almost pathetic. I, I've seen fighting game developers treat their fan base a lot better, and I'm a fighting game fan. And those guys don't speak English. <laughs> they don't know what we're trying to say to them. But at least they 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 care a little more than Val does for Counter Strike. <laughs> like it's insane. It's insane. Speaking of fighting games, this is just my my little bit of fighting game knowledge coming out. Um, so do do you think just because obviously in the next couple of days this should come out on the 13th but on the 15th we're getting the nintendo direct at e3 right do, do you think nintendo will ever give a bone to like the smash community and shit and no. ever go hand in hand no absolutely not because the core principle of smash was not for competitive sake whereas like street fighter capcom was like street fighter is a one-on-one game we want to see who's the best tekken one-on-one we want to see who's the best smash was like let's get all our favorite like fighting it like characters and franchise and make a fighting game about it and then uh and make it fun a party game that's what they they intended the game to be a party game obviously sometimes the artists their their work will always be interpreted differently by everybody that's something you have to like everybody has to understand but nintendo doesn't <laughs> so smash became a competitive fighting game. and it's, it's a pretty amazing community Everything they've done it by it's just like CS:GO. They've done it by themselves, but unfortunately, last summer, as you can tell, like the there's a, there was a big, big major. It was a dark day for uh, Smash Esports, and yeah, and that kind of just made Nintendo go, yeah, thank God we don't support that because they're only zero point zero zero one percent of our like revenue. Let's face it, Smash Esports isn't as big as like the seventy two million users that paid for smash bros right it's only like at max like maybe thirty thousand people playing competitive smash at actively 
or 40,000. Uh, there's a lot of viewers, a lot of fans for sure, but like competitively, like active, it's like that's like zero 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 point one percent of their revenue. At the end of the day, these guys they want to do two things: good PR or make a lot of money because it affects their 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 end line. Good PR will indirectly give them more money, right? And then obviously, more people who buy the game will give them more money. That's their bottom line. Their bottom line is like to make more money, and compared with smash doesn't doesn't improve their bottom line at all uh to them i'm not saying it does or it doesn't i was just saying to nintendo it doesn't it, they don't see it as something that affects their bottom line whereas like capcom competitive street fighter affects their bottom line if the competitive integrity of street fighter is compromised yeah that affects because the game was supposed to be made for one-on-one right this is that there's a cool there's a cool lore around it right and it's part of pop culture forever Tekken is the same thing. It affects their bottom line. Competitive integrity affects their bottom line because you want to see the best fight the best in, in those things, right? So, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Nintendo will ever give their Smash community a bone. I mean, they have with the tour, but is that as supported as, like, the Capcom Pro Tour? No. Is that, do they even have, do they even fix their own netcode like Arxis did for Guilty Gear? No, they didn't do that. All they did was, like, we heard you like Fire Emblem characters when when the competitive Smash community was like, no, I don't like Fire Emblem characters. <laughs> the competitive Smash community was like, no, we didn't ask for this. And then, like, obviously, numbers said it didn't matter what you asked for competitive Smash community. 30 million people bought the Smash, like, the DLC pass get Byleth. Like, I'm sorry. Right? Like, look, that it doesn't matter. To Nintendo. Nintendo will never do it. Nintendo will never do those things. Nintendo doesn't even give you patch notes that are properly like properly like designated, dude. You people had to figure it for a long time up until last year. People had to figure it out, and even then, after all that dark, that dark day where, uh, with the Me Too movement, where a lot of creators people spoke out against a lot a lot of their uh, abusers, and thank God they did because I didn't realize that many people at high places in the Smash community were abusers. Thank God, like that was. In, that was incredibly shocking. Yeah, Nintendo's not encouraged to say they're like, why would I support this? It's like so more people can get abused when I can release a Fire Emblem character and make forty million dollars. And these guys hate my Fire Emblem characters. <laughs> like, you know? Oh, Nintendo just knows how to make the moves. I mean, and, and that's the thing. That was the big like the kind of final straw for the Smash community. Obviously, they had been pushing for Nintendo to be more involved, and that dark day did. I think that sealed the deal and it probably made the executives be like, nah, this is why we're not fucking touching this. You know, it's, they can run whatever they want. We'll let them run whatever they want, but no. Yeah, no, it's like, well, we won't, we won't, we won't stop them from running tournaments, but will we support this? No. Will we, and unfortunately, like, like every time, and it's such a great community outside of like, like, well, now I wouldn't say a few, but outside of like that, it's an amazing community with amazing legacy behind it. It, it. It's sad to see them not get supported. But yeah, then Nintendo doesn't. Yeah, Nintendo was like, no. Why? Why would we do this? And they don't even like our DLC passes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It sucks. But that's like, Capcom might be really, really bad at like, um, like, Capcom for a long time had a, a ton of communication issues. Like their 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 USH arm and their Japan arm weren't really in sync. 
it clearly now like it's a lot better especially with the recent releases of street fighter 5 updates yeah i'm like i'm very grateful for all the other developers they're actually trying to listen uh, because they realize i like hey the competitive integrity of our fighting game fighting games by nature you don't play a fighting game to like to like i don't know to explore the story you do but you play it to to, to compete you naturally you you play a fighting game to see who's the best that's the story of street fighter they want to see who's the best right like that that that's why they care so much because at the core essence whoever's the best will like keep driving that narrative will get the more sales and like that, that I'm I'm grateful that a lot of fighting game developers kind of understand that. Uh, I, except for I don't know if Arxis understands that, but I think they, I think they just lucked out and they're just like fuck it, man. Like we, we love guilt, like we love making rock star themed video fighting games, and 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 and, and now we we released the game, we rolled back, and you guys kept buying it. Awesome. Like, like maybe they don't get it, but like Capcom for sure understands, Namco Bandai for sure understands. Nether Realms, hundred percent understand. Nether Realms, is such a great company, uh, and so is so is the guys who did Killer Instinct. They're so amazing with their communities. Everyone's transparent. The, those guys, those developers, the KI developers, I think the um, uh, Twin Galaxies, no, Iron Studio, Iron Galaxy Studios. That's the guys. They care so much about their community. They go out to like all the all the esports events, all the FGC tournaments. They're in the crowd with you. They're supporting their pro players. Mortal Kombat's the same thing. I saw the Mortal Kombat uh, developers, NetherRealm, front row of Combo Breaker, cheering on the pro players. They care. Like, that's the type of care that, like, I love to see from developers. Riot is doing that with Valorant. And I'm I'm sorry, but Valve, like, if you play Counter-Strike, like, you really love Counter-Strike. But Valve does not like you. Whereas Riot loves you, Riot really loves you, just and and they they want you to play Valorant because they care about you, and the future of that esport. Nintendo doesn't care about the Smash community competitively, man, right? Because those guys aren't those guys will will complain about Mario like having a frame skip in like two jumps, like maybe his down B is is not accurate enough. They don't care about that. They they care if like does your mom like to play Smash Bros. Do you like Nintendo characters? That's what they care about. And yeah. the bottom line, Nintendo's like every company is a bottom line company, but their bottom line, like the competitive scene doesn't affect their bottom line. Yeah. Nintendo. Uh so yeah, just for the last part of the the this episode, we are just gonna quickly bring up, like I said earlier, it is E three right now. So Drew, you looking forward to anything? You anything no, you hope not. they announce? No, absolutely not. I I was so I watch every E three. I love video games. I watch every E three. And like this year is so disappointing. I don't know what's. I'm just waiting for God of War two. I hope Thor comes out with a giant dick and like slams it across someone's face. That's about it. I'm not really like. I'm not really excited for anything else right now. How about you, man? Uh, I think for me, yeah. Like I just hope to see. I kind of want to see what the new Elder Scrolls looks like. Uh, there's no like. There's no shot that we don't get a trailer. And dude, it's just another report of Skyrim, man. Let's see. That's the thing. If it is, I Bethesda lost me. But on the fifteenth, like I said, Nintendo, I want to see the new Pokemon game. I want to see if they've got more footage, and I want to see what it looks like. And you know, I don't know I'm excited. One of my favorite games is Pokemon, but I don't have high hopes. 
because I don't want to build expectations for myself. Yeah, I am. Look, I'm actually looking forward to that. Uh, I wanted to see Mother Three in the West so long. I always ask for it every year. Uh, I play the fan translation. I love it. It's professionally well done. I hate, I I just Nintendo just doesn't care. <laughs> just, dude, I just want Mother Three, man. <laughs> Please. Uh, and another, you know, Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring? I saw that the other day. Yeah. Is that a real game? Yeah, they just announced, they showed the trailer yesterday. No, you're lying to me. That's not real. It's like <laughs> a fool's joke. They're just late. Yeah, they're just they're just they're just gonna when the game comes out, it's just gonna be eight bit. It's gonna be a another side scroller. You know those mimics in like Dark Souls? <laughs> like that's the game. You buy the game, but then when you put in your PS4, it eats the PS4, and you're like, damn it! Uh, sorry, PS5. Like it eats the PS5. Like fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. I mean, I'm I'm excited. Like, I'm happy that you're excited to see the new Pokemon. Like, the Pokemon's always a franchise that's like, it's amazing. It makes uh, you feel young. <laughs> yeah, it always makes you feel young. And the best part is for everybody. It's literally for everybody. It's not, no matter what you do, like it's it's for you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm I hope I hope it does, because like Sword and Shield were pretty were pretty good after the after the season passes. But like that that game on launch was like very bare, very bare. Yeah, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see what comes out, what gets announced. If you want to let us know what you're excited for, just let us know down below in the comments. Or if you're listening on Spotify, just, uh, you know, send us a tweet. If you've got Twitter, you can follow us there at the Reef Egg TV. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.